Welcome to another episode of Married with Video Games. I'm your host, Matthew. I'm your host, Christina. And I played some Alan Wake Remastered. Okay, we gotta do the cre creepy Halloween theme, so... Okay, that's it. That was the Alan Wake theme. It was pretty good. <laughs> he was all right, I guess. It was all right, I guess. So what would you think of Blocko Land? It was all right, I guess. This was our Halloween game. It was our Halloween game. It fits. It does. It wasn't Little Nightmares 2. It, no, and it wasn't uh, Resident so, Evil Village either. Oh, yeah. I'll play that eventually. At some point. It'll go on sale. Black Friday sale. It, like it'll be fine. Two years from now. Yes. And I'll be like, oh, I forgot about this game. They're on Resident <laughs> Evil 10. They are. And the Resident Evil 4 remake and the 5 remake. Yeah, apparently Resident Evil 4 is in VR. Or they made a VR one, too. Wow. Yeah, whatever. Uh-huh. Synopsis, everybody. <laughs> I pulled this from Remedy.com. Troubled author Alan Wake is on a desperate search for his missing wife. A horror story he has supposedly written is coming true, and his grip on reality is threatened as he confronts a hostile presence. The tense, episodic story is packed with twists, cliffhangers, and intense combat, where it takes more than bullets to banish the darkness. Blum, blum, blum. Happy Halloween. That's it. That's the podcast. That's the podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Yes, you pitched this game to me, and probably on a podcast as well, that it's basically like a Stephen King novel. Like you're playing through a Stephen King novel. Yes, except there's no weird, creepy, off twist at the end. There was kind of an off twist at the end. Not as weird as Stephen King, but yeah, there was still a little yeah, bit of a twist. Stephen King is a loon bag. <laughs> if Stephen King is listening to this, he does not speak for me. <laughs> this I got the loon bag from her, Stephen King, so just be aware. The loon bag. The loon bag, that's what we call, that's what we call him, the loon bag. No, <laughs> Alan Wake was originally released on the Xbox 360 uh, May 10th of 2010. Uh, it was remade and re-released October 5th, 2021 for all systems except the Nintendo Switch. Uh, we played this one on the PS5. Heck yeah, we did. PS5. Old times were pretty good for it being on all systems. It was pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, the graphics weren't anything like super spectacular, but I'm sure compared to what the original was 11 years ago, it was probably worlds better. The models of the characters were touched up a lot more than the world itself was. Yeah, that's what the I read The world itself online. was actually very revolutionary for its time. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it's... And it, again, it's still pretty good. And it's 11 years old, so... Yeah. Yeah. Let's give them some reviews. Okay. Let's do it. So, Metacritic, it has an 83 from critics, 8.2 from users. That is the original release. So, the remastered version has a 79 from critics and an 8.1 from users. So, pretty much the same for both versions. Yeah, it really hasn't changed that much. Okay. I don't remember what I pulled for which. So, comicbook.com I grabbed for our positive review. Now I gotta move. We're recording in a different spot, so I gotta move things around. Mm -hmm. 
Comicbook.com's positive review. Alan Wake remains a tense thriller that will keep players on the edge of their seats and is a testament to how sometimes less can be more, even in relatively big budget game designs. Alan Wake Remastered presents an opportunity for a new generation of players to experience a gem that never got its due, and they'd be foolish not to take advantage. Still, they may want to keep on the lights when they do. Mm-hmm. Solid. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the IGN for negative... Playing Alan Wake Remastered did make me wish for at least some light improvements to its interface. An on-screen stamina indicator for Wake's sprint ability would have been a plus, since judging how far you can run without him fatiguing feels like total guesswork. Uh-huh. <laughs> Similarly, you're not really given much indication of incoming attacks from off-screen. While the dodge button is extremely effective anytime you see an axe spinning towards you, I found myself routinely copping a shovel to the back of the head with no time to anticipate and react to the blow. I didn't necessarily fully agree with that part, but definitely wanting a stamina meter. Yeah, the sta- his stamina is the worst. The fact that he had stamina at all adds to the thrill of it a little bit, but at the same time, it's like, this could refill a little quicker. I think it took me until chapter two to realize that he actually had stamina, because there were a couple times where I was sitting on the couch watching you going, why aren't you running faster? Yeah. And then at one point, you were like, yes stamina what the heck and i went oh that makes sense it's too slow he was too slow also alan wake is kind of a dick yeah i mean (laughs) that's a troubled writer for you all you writers are just dicks i'm not a dick all the time just 95 percent, like alan wake nah he's like 99 and a half percent he's kind of a kind of the a-hole yes yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Personality-wise, he's not the best. No, he's really rude and not enjoyable. And honestly, the darkness should have just gotten him. It kind of did. It did. kind of did. Wait, is that a spoiler? That is very much a spoiler. Uh, It's a third-person action horror adventure. Uh, You use a flashlight uh, to keep the darkness at bay, and it actually removes their shield, this darkness that encompasses the enemies. Once it's gone, you can use guns to kind of remove it. Uh, They have the worst flares in the world. We'll cover that later. Uh, They have a flare gun, which is kind of your one-hit kill weapon for most enemies. There was rifles, shotguns, the revolver is your main pistol that you always find. Yeah. Uh, and flashbangs, flashbangs, and regular flares. Mm-hmm. And then you have uh, one other thing. Oh, varying levels of flashlights. Yes. Yeah, you got the what are they called a lantern at the very end? That's like the huge giant's flashlight. Yeah, yeah, like like the lantern, meaning like one of those giant industrial strength yes. flashlights, not a like a physical lantern. Yes, fair, fair enough. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much the gameplay. You're running through, you're kind of dodging, and sometimes you just want to run from enemies to get to the next light point of light that keeps you safe. When you're in the dark, you're not safe. When you're in the light, you're safe. Yes, and it's dark all the time. Yeah, the, the amount of daylight gameplay you have is minimal at best. Yes. They always find a way to get you back into the darkness one way or another. Yeah, even if it's you enter a building during the daytime and you were in there for four minutes and when you come back after the cutscene, it's suddenly dark yeah which was actually i think that was a point that he brought up of like oh no it's suddenly dark i was like oh god one of the complaints i guess i did see online although i think it was from users it wasn't from an actual review but people back in the day were annoyed that you couldn't just 
shoot the bad guys, you had to, you know, get rid of their shields with the light before you could shoot them, and that got tedious after a while. I don't mind it. I think it's a valid point of gameplay that was there. The whole point was to, like, remove the darkness from yes. them. And if you could just... It's a literal keep... thing. <laughs> yeah, it literally is what's happening. So if you could just kill them willy-nilly, you just give them guns. Yes. You just give them more guns and there'd be no point to a flashlight other than to see, I guess. <laughs> but at that it's point, you're just, you're just playing Doom 3. You're playing one of the old Doom games. Yeah. You're playing a different type of horror game. The, this... The horror in this, there was a couple little jump scares that got us. Yes. But for the most part, it was more the suspense of anything. It was more of a psychological thriller than it was an actual, like, jump out of you, scare your pants off game. There are some tense moments, though. Yes, there were three different times that I remember both of us jumped, but it was more for just, like, somebody suddenly appearing yeah, there, like I said, there are some jump scares. Mm-hmm. Not as bad as like a Resident Evil game, but still enough. Yeah, there's some scenes where there's a ton of guys barreling on you, and those are more tense yes. than anything else. So, I, you know, that's where I felt tension when you're kind of like low on ammo, you have a flashlight, and you're kind of stuck in the woods. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Running through the woods was just absolutely ridiculous it got scary various various times yes that and the first time i got hit by a bear trap it scared the crap out of me how do these darkness zombies have the time to set up so many bear traps listen i darkness has been there for a while she was planning your doom for a long time she was very bored she was very very bored i do also have your stats that we can talk about too <laughs> do you want to do that in gameplay or you want to do that up here i don't care okay well i'll just kind of i i described this game as a a Stephen King novel. It very much is. I mean, he references them like 10 times in the game. At least three times that I remember. He references other horror things and horror tropes and stuff like For that. For sure. There's even a Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid uh, reference. Yes. That's the sheriff. Oh, I loved the sheriff. Yeah, we can talk about that too in the story. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I really liked this game because uh, I, th- like I was saying earlier, the horror tone was just right here. Uh, I, again, I said decent scares, psychological horrors happening along the way, uh, but it is really set well. The pacing is done like you're playing an episodic TV show. Yeah, it's literally broken up into episodes, episode one through episode six. There's like a prequel as well. And then there's two bonus ones, and we've only played one of the bonus episodes. Yes, I've heard that they actually add to the story and like kind of give it I don't want to say a better ending, but they kind of fill in some of the blanks of what happened, I guess. Yeah, so it fills out and fleshes things out for you. Yes. Either way, you're playing through the story. Your wife gets kidnapped by this darkness, this dark entity, and you're trying to save it. So it's you, your, uh, is it your publisher? Publicist or agent. Agent, is it Barry? Barry. He's kind of awesome. He's he was annoying at first, and then he was highly enjoyable after I got used to his brash personality. Yep. And then the other, there's some other like odd characters in there that were written into the story to be part of the story, like as a um, a fake out. 
So Agent Nightingale didn't make any sense to me. The yeah, FBI the agent, FBI agent just kind of he was up. just written into the story as a fake out uh, for the whole thing to kind of push the story along. Gotcha. I think some literary writers will do that. They'll add a character that's kind of a throwaway, but it pushes the story in a direction they want it to go. Every single episode of Bones does that. Very good. The person who did it is always the second person they talked to. Always second. <laughs> and then uh, Robin was the main police officer, correct? Was it Robin? The sheriff, I think. No, sheriff something, because Robin was the the girl at the diner that was obsessed with you. Oh, yes, the waitress. There was a waitress that was obsessed with you, and then there was the sheriff. You can all hear me typing. Uh, and then we also had, uh, uh, there was a doctor that was around a couple times, and then the, the radio guy, because you listened to him on the radio. Yes, uh, Sarah Breaker is the sheriff. Sarah Breaker. She is fantastic. Is it episode four where you team up with her? She's the most competent AI I've ever had. Oh, my gosh. She actually, like, shoots and hits enemies and takes them out for you yeah so you don't have to direct you her can, you can just be a flashlight and she is your your boomstick yeah, which is amazing freaking awesome she's got unlimited pump shotgun ammo it's kind of wild damn straight she does <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you deal with them uh you get to listen to some various radio shows around it kind of fills in what's going on around that town as well as watch uh, Nights. It's not, it's not, is it, is Nights? it Night Springs? Night Springs, which is a play on uh, Twi- uh, the Twilight, Twilight Zone. Zone. I almost said Twilight Zone Tower of Terror because I'm just used to Hollywood Tower of Terror. <laughs> yeah. Hollywood Tower Hotel. Night Springs. Yep, Night Springs. And there's some various barcodes which take you to some weird YouTube videos as well. Yes. The QR codes. Yeah, there's not QR the barcodes. Code. I was trying to think of what it was, and we're both very tired, so my brain short circuited there for a second. All in all, that really, uh, even back in the day, I, I really enjoyed it. I actually, being older and replaying the game, I got a lot more of the references that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Having watched a lot of the movies and read some of the books and references that he is referred to, and he refers to in the game, made it even more enjoyable for me. Even though our lead character is kind of a jerk. But Joel is also a jerk and a good lead character. The Last of Us? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's just the gruff, angry father figure. Well, this is the gruff, angry... (laughs) Writer figure. Writer figure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Was this well? Was this remaster well done, or is this game still a uh, game of its time? Is my question for you because you brought it up when we were playing that you had mixed feelings about it in both ways. Yeah, I did at first through the prologue and the first chapter because Alan Wake also narrates the entire thing like a writer would so you get his internal monologue the whole time including when you read documents that you find he reads them yes you find manuscript pages of a manuscript that you don't remember writing and that's actually i liked that him reading it to you that was cool Mm -hmm. i don't know that i necessarily needed the constant stream of consciousness but it worked for what the game was going for. But I did tell you at the beginning, it did feel very dated, like late 2000s kind of game. I don't think that's a detriment to the remaster, just because... There's no games like that now. There aren't really games like that anymore. No, you're right. And I do really like... 
I mean, the, the actor who plays Alan Wake does such a good job. I know. He's such a dick. That means uh-huh. he's doing a good job. I think Alan Wake is actually in control at some point. They, I meant to look that up. So and I, how it ties in. It I is might, the same universe. It is the same universe. I might pause and look that up. You okay. want me to do that? Yeah, we'll pause real quick. Okay. Okay, there's apparently a lot of uh, Alan Wake in control. Um, so Dylan mentions that in one of his dreams he saw many worlds, including one where, quote, a writer wrote a story about a cop and another where, quote, the cop was real, which is a dual reference to Alan Wake and Max Payne. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a bureau file detailing the plans to revive the canceled Night Springs. One of the Alter World Events case files in the game details are occurring AWE in Bright Falls, Washington, including a summary of the game's events. Um, one of Jesse's therapy sessions includes her reciting a line of poetry by Thomas Zane, who is the other writer that disappeared in the town before yep. Alan Wake. Um, after she visits him in the foundation, Ati gives Jesse his cassette player, which includes the song Take Control, performed by Old Gods of Asgard. Yep, that's Old Gods of Asgard. A fictional band who are major characters in Alan Wake. I forgot the two old guys. Tor and Odin. Tor and Odin. Um, two altered items are related to Alan Wake. Uh, the typewritten page and the Oh Dear Diner Coffee Thermos. Yep, Okay. Um, and then there, there's a, there's a bunch more. Um, but one of the doors in the Ocean View Motel in the spiral is implied to lead to the dark place. Okay. Um, and then there was another thing I was reading over here that said, uh, his clicker is one of the, uh, pieces of power or whatever. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. Well, I mean, he does shut out the darkness with it. So it's a very powerful yes. object. So they are in the same universe, which was cool. <laughs> I like that they built that out. They uh, put some thought into it. They did. Which is actually nice to see their games. But, yeah, so, all right. I, I, got to answer the question, though. Game of its time or a, per, a good remaster? I'd say it's a good remaster. Okay. If you know what you're getting into, I mean, overall, I would say for, like, the creepy genre, for, like, today's time, Control is definitely better because it's more varied, but I liked the simplicity of Alan Wake. It was just like, it was like following through a novel, honestly, which is what they're going for. Because he's a writer. It made playing the game nice because we could get through like a chapter most evenings. Yes, you also played on easy. Oh, I I beat this game before on medium. I probably played the hard mode, not the nightmare back in the day. Okay. But uh, yeah, I don't care. No. I wanted we wanted to get through the story and enjoy the game rather than me die. I still died a few times. So you did. Um, does this say? I'm looking at your stats. It doesn't say how many times you died. Uh, I'm not gonna read all of these. You killed 1,043 birds. They deserved it. You used 64 batteries. Ooh. Uh, manuscript pages found. So there's collectibles kind of for the sake of collectibles, as you called them. So you've got manuscript pages and coffee thermoses. So manuscript pages were cool because they kind of fleshed out the story. Yes. And it was funny because you collect a page for an event that hasn't happened yet. And then later it would happen. Yeah, that was really cool. And every once in a while you'd collect a page for an event that already happened. So it was cool to see that it was written out as well. Yes. Um, manuscript pages found, you found 80 out of 106, Mm -hmm. and coffee thermoses found, you found 85 out of 100. That's a solid B. That was pretty good. I know. You, that, that was the main thing that you hunted for. 
was coffee thermoses. The fact that I missed 15 is scary. There's probably a bunch when I was driving that I just missed. Also, we only found 12 of the 14 TV shows. So I'm we, so sad about that. We missed the Night Springs. Those were like nice little two-minute videos you could stop and watch. There was a couple that were super bad, and there was a couple that were just cheesy. And then the the first one was actually pretty good. That really was. was like a Twilight Zone for me episode. Yes. I liked that one a lot. Yes. You had 179 kills with a revolver. And the as we alluded to earlier, the flares are the worst flares in the world because you would light it, and it would last for... Five seconds. Seven maybe. seconds. Yeah. Yeah. They were not long lasting flares. The flare gun was a quick shot. It would burst and kill something, sit there for a minute, and then fizzle out. Yep. Uh, they So flashbangs were better because they went away immediately, but anything that got caught in the flashbang just died. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We really didn't talk, like, go into the story very much in this podcast, but I think it's more fun to kind of... I would just play it and yeah. enjoy the story for what it is and figure it out. And it does, for me, it has a very Stephen King-esque ending, even though it's not, like you said, it's not as twisted as he would be. It still ends up in a not... It's it's not a unhappy ending, but it's also not a happy ending. No, it's not like the child orgy at the end of it or the dude saves jfk and then goes back to real time and there's like a zombie apocalypse because he saved jfk it's nothing weird like that (laughs) you're just staring at me (laughs) yeah you're you got some wild books in front of you it's stephen king books man (laughs) stephen king's a wild guy he is all right what do you give this game i would give it an eight that's a fair assessment i mean this is an i I admittedly it's nostalgia for me, so it is. It's like an eight five nine for me, but it's the okay. nostalgia factor. If I was just playing this fresh, it would probably be a seven five eight. I but can I, see that. I have fond memories of sitting and playing this game because I remember I played it. It was out in May, mm-hmm. but I didn't play it until like the fall, like Halloween time, like now. Nice. So it was more really enjoyable, like a chilly fall day, and like you'd be, you know, I didn't have anything to do, so I just played this. Yes. It was great. They also, I forgot to mention this earlier, but they got rid of all the product placement that was in the original. It was Duracell, wasn't it? It was Energizer for the batteries that you collect. And then I think it was Verizon for like cell towers or something. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, they had a lot of product placement. To yes. get, they needed the sponsors to get this game out. Yes. Yeah, Remedy was really struggling back then. Yes. Not so much anymore. No, they're doing pretty good. <laughs> they've, they've got a good history here. I think that's about it, everybody. That was our Halloween game. The, yeah. This comes out on October 29th. So enjoy. Yeah, we wanted to do more. Uh, being parents makes that very difficult. Yes. You also play D&D two nights a week. So uh-huh. then we only have five nights to game. Fun. If you listen and you want to do a and d podcast, you just let me know. And we can super nerd. You guys are nerds. It's the best kind of nerd, though. I don't know, man. Listen, they're both Watsy games. I guess that's fair. MTG and D&D. They're pretty good. (laughs) They're Uh, all right, I guess. They're all right. We'll come full circle. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we're at Gaming Marriage on Twitter, uh, gamingmarriage at gmail.com. I apologize for sounding exhausted because I am. Babyface did not want to eat the second time he got up and then just wanted to be held if i put him down he screamed 
If you tried to feed him, he screamed. And I tried to feed him, he screamed. He just wanted to be held. So pretty much from 3.30 till about 6.30, I was awake. I also spilled a salad that just fell out of the fridge <laughs> everywhere. So my son is screaming. I'm sweeping up and cleaning off the floors while he's screaming, fixing formula, which he did not want to eat. It was That was my own personal Alan Wake nightmare. <laughs> And I'm like, my wife's going to wake up. She didn't hear a peep of him screaming at that point. No, I heard him uh, like 5.30-ish because you tried to come back into the room after you put him down and he immediately started screaming. And I asked if you wanted me to feed him and you were like, no, and just left. (laughs) Yeah. So 3.30 in the morning, if anyone else can comment in here, we have a three-month-old son. If If you've had children or you have a child around this age, let us know how your, uh, your nights are going. If any of you tell us that you're, uh, they're sleeping through the night. We're going to call BS on you. Yes. That's that's all I have to say. Yes. Also, uh, one final shout out to the one listener on Podcast Addict that listened to every single episode of our podcast in one day. Uh, you rock, buddy. Yes. You I, lo- are... I logged in and said, wow, that's a lot of listens. <laughs> yeah, we are super stoked that you took the time out to listen to everything here. Uh, please, if you got any requests for us, any games you'd like to play, we're, we're playing through Eastward. Eastward, uh, maybe we'll play through Guardians at some point. Yeah, yeah, I got a, I got a birthday coming up, so there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, birthday on my coming up. List. There's Christmas. The February is going to be ridiculous for games. Yeah, I am probably going to forego all the other games for Elden Ring, even even though Horizon Forbidden West comes out. Okay, that's okay. But Elden Ring is my like. I know you're you're so excited for it. It's my goat. It's already it's my goat. goat. I haven't even played it. Uh, you that... also said that about Cyberpunk. See how uh, that happened. Oh no! Don't 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 you put that voodoo on my on my from software. Uh, there also is a Bug Snacks <gasps> expansion coming I know. out. So uh, my wife will be definitely stealing the PlayStation Five, and I'm sure it's going to be January or February of 2022 and there was the uh early early access no not little devils inside the early not the early access the early gameplay for uh the haunted chocolatier from concerned ape oh yeah i remember that actually yes we'll we'll go watch it after this i just need more stardew valley in my life and it's just like stardew valley 2 it is just with you run a chocolate shop and it's haunted (laughs) it's just it's a haunted chocolate Chocolate shop. and ghosts. What could be better? Carrie Craft chocolate would agree ghosts, with us. Chocolate ghosts. <laughs> Vegan chocolate ghosts. Vegan chocolate ghosts. Would be better. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> oh, you can tell we're tired, everybody. Yes. Uh, yeah. Happy Halloween, Carrie Craft and Tom Winters. We do this podcast. <laughs> and them only. <laughs> them only. Uh, they are the biggest Halloween nerds I know. Yes. Well, one of them's the biggest Halloween nerd. The other one is a... Married to them. (laughs) Married to the other, the Halloween nerd. Yes. Uh, Okay. I think that's all we've got. We've ranted for like four minutes. Yeah. We've rambled about whatever. (laughs) Yep. Everybody, uh, we'll catch you next time. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Ooh.